The Business Growth Podcast by legendary entrepreneur Dan Bradbury gives you the best strategies to grow a profitable, sustainable company that isn't dependent on you. Whether it be how to hire and lead a world-class team, business finance, marketing, time management, growth through acquisition, or maximizing your company's value before you exit, this podcast is for you. And now, your host for the Business Growth Podcast, Dan Bradbury. Hello and welcome to the Business Growth Podcast with your host, Dan Bradbury. Hello. And me. Um, right, so first question coming today is, hi Dan, I'm a 50-50 business partner with my wife. We're doing well with revenue of about two and a half million and good profits. I want to grow the business faster, but my wife feels we should build up more cash. Who's right? Happy wife. Happy <laughs> wife. Now, um, uh, no, seriously, um, first and uh, foremost, uh, you need to be on the same page with your business partner as well as your marital partner. And I'm not in for giving marital counselling, but if in doubt, if you're naturally strong in kind one way, it's always wise to consider doing the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Right? I'll consider the exact opposite point of view. So I once heard it described by a, a prolifically wealthy American investor as this. When it comes to growing your business, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Right? So it, I've got a great example. So. One of our private mastermind members, who's been a member for four or so years, is in the um, supplement industry. So he makes supplements that are sold globally. They're sold in the, in the United States, throughout Europe. They're sold worldwide, and it is a you know a mid seven figure revenue business, and it's grown very very quickly. Uh, but when when he started with us, we we were constantly at loggerheads because he would come into a meeting and have seven thousand ideas for growth, but relative uh you know it's always good to have a, a good financial buffer right because it, it's a lack of cash that will kill your company turnovers vanity profit sanity cash is king good book Very so good. um uh the the look it up on amazon so um the uh, but he, he always had rather than have kind of three to six months worth of expenses in cash yep. and because of the nature of the supplement business and having stock worldwide you want to be at the high end of that scale he normally had like three days, and I wish I was joking, you know. So uh, earlier, when he started working with us, he had only mid six figure revenues, perhaps. So it's over the last few years, it's gone from mid six figures to mid seven figure revenues. So he's gone from three, four, five hundred thousand to three, four, five, six million. And but in the early days, we were constantly fighting because he was always undercapitalized, which meant he was always very vulnerable to a slight knock. Yeah. And of course, high stress, uh, hugely stressful. And, and I actually remember in his early days, the cash flow forecast wasn't done weekly. He had to do it daily. It was literally his average bank balance was about zero pounds, right? And actually, it was less than that. He was always bumping up against his thirty thousand pound overdraft limit. And he would literally be checking the account every day. Has money come in? Okay, which bills should we pay first, right? And the dispute was always, I was trying to get him to conserve cash and he was always looking to say, because he didn't want to miss out on the growth. Yes. However, after going up and down, up and down very painfully for a few years, in the last four quarters, uh, he's made more money than in the previous eight years of the company's history. And he's never, ever had more than one consecutive quarter in the company's history before the last 12 months that was profitable. 
he would he would make money, he would lose money, make money, he'd lose money, because he'd reinvest. Sometimes it would go well, and sometimes it would be a train wreck, yeah. right? And sometimes you reinvest, and it takes a while for the money to come back. But sometimes he'd, he'd invest in a sure thing, only for it to disrupt, and then he'd be in a panic, and he'd have short-term high-interest debt, and it was a nightmare. Yeah. But eventually. We got him to kind of slow down enough and build up a cash reserve, which meant he was more prudent in his investments and he had more money to invest, so then he was able to start scaling. So, uh, I mean, the company's grown 50% in the last quarter, and these aren't small numbers now. I mean, these are millions of pounds. Uh, and it's, it's partly seasonal, but it's really because he's now got a solid foundation for growth. And that's because slow is smooth, and smooth is fast. So by being he, by him being a little bit more slow and considered in his approach, the whole ride is smoother and consequently the growth is much faster. Hope that helps. Love it. Great advice. Um, next one that's coming in. Nice one, isn't it? Uh, hey Dan, I'm being sued. I know you can't give legal advice, but I'd like to know if you've ever been in a similar situation and what did you do? I'm a vocal coach. I sell online courses and personalized Skype lessons. My Skype lessons are sold in three-month patches for £5,000 and consist of 10 one-hour sessions and lifetime access to my online library of lessons. I recently had a client buy this package. They showed up to the first two lessons, missed the third and fourth without giving any notice, and showed up to the fifth asking for a full refund. I don't offer refunds on my Skype bundles, but they're threatening to take me to court. What should I do? Okay, um, so... First of all, yes, um, anybody that's been in business at any notable size for any length of time probably has had some legal action taken against them. So um, I've got a few good stories on this that you might find helpful. First of all, though, disclaimer, I'm not a lawyer, nor do I play one on, on TV. Obviously, um, you should go and get your own legal advice. This is not legal advice. However, I will give you a few things to consider and to think about that I found helpful in my experience, okay? With that caveat, mm-hmm. um, uh, the overarching premise is this. You don't have a legal problem, you've got a people problem. I.e., you only get sued, right, um, if somebody is unhappy with you. Now, they may be right to be unhappy with you, or they may not be right to be happy with you. It, it, it depends. Anybody can sue anybody. But assuming that you've got the right terms, you've got terms and conditions, etc. you know, it wasn't just a wing and a prayer, they've given you money and then it, you know, they think it should be X and you think it should be Y. Assuming you are, got common sense legal guidelines in place. My attitude is very simple. Be uh, fair, but firm. Okay, so here's first horror story for you. Um... Uh, I once did a very, very large transaction, one of the biggest transactions I've ever done. So it was it was to do with the sale of not just one company, but multiple companies that I either owned outright or had controlling interest in. And so it was a multi-seven-figure transaction. And long story short, we signed the deal, and it was a very complicated, long contract. So it was being sold to a public company. And uh, the end result of that was I ended up getting sued. And I ended up getting sued for for many millions of pounds, which was way more than my net worth at the time. And I went into a panic. Because even though I was quite reasonably experienced, this was probably um, seven-ish years ago now, 
um, uh, e- uh, even though I, I have legal experience, not at that level of scale. To have a public company saying, we're going to sue your ass, is quite intimidating. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. I went around the houses and got into the nitty gritty. Well, the contract said this, and I'm moving my rights. And eventually, I spoke to a wise mentor of mine, somebody that had been sued at much higher levels than I had. Uh, um, and he just went, I went, uh, his name's Keith. And I said, Keith, oh, I don't know what to do. Like, oh, because oh, they don't have a case. And Keith just went, Dan, anybody can sue anybody. So what? So they sue you. Uh, and he went, just. Let, let him sue you if, you, if you've got a strong case, right? And, and his point was that anybody can sue anybody, but um, it, it, it's common sense prevails if you're doing the right things, if you're being firm but fair. And he actually said, oh, look, I think they're just trying their luck. Um, and, and so uh, I told them quite politely where to go. Um, and lo and behold, they disappeared, which reminds me of another story. Shortly after, it was before this, but after my first big exit, my first seven-figure exit, I was on holiday, right? So I was retired, the money was in the bank, I was on the beach in Jamaica, and um, uh, my kids are uh, playing, uh, not by the beach, at the pool, and um, and I was, the two song lounges over was another chap by himself. Anyway, I'm perhaps a week into the holiday at this point, I'm getting a bit bored, Right, because uh, I've now I've semi-retired, right? Because I've sold the company and um, I'm I'm now financially set. And, and uh, so, what do you do? And his name was Carl, and he ran a particular. Um, I realise since I've just used his actual first name, I, I I'll, I'll decline to say what industry he was in. But um, he, he was in a particular niche industry. I said, oh, I'll tell him about your business. And lo and behold, he had multi-seven figure revenues, very profitable. But he was panicking. He was in a blind panic. Why? Because he was getting sued, and he'd never had legal action so even though he was probably in his mid to late 30s I would guess he'd never had legal action against him at, at that point and I said show me the letter okay and, I, and he showed me the letter and I looked at it and I just went Carl it's a waste of time like th- this is going nowhere you're fine like and I, I'd asked the facts and I said look get your own legal advice but th- this is fine trust me but he was highly stressed and that's the benefit of having people outside yourself Having advisors, having mentors, having a mastermind group that can give you a sense of perspective. Okay? Because, of course, he'd gone to his lawyer and lawyers like to rack up fees and get into the minutiae. But at a high level, I went, oh, this is something and nothing. This person's trying it on. Anyway, because Carl wasn't a client, or at least he wasn't at that point, he became one subsequently, he went back with him forward for six months and he ended up becoming friends with the guy that was suing him. <laughs> okay, and because um, I was saying you don't have a legal problem, Carl. You got people problem. He got to know the guy and what the real issue was, and guess what? The chap who was suing him at the end said, "You know what? I basically I'm I'm semi-retired now, and I like to try it on. And I could see that he had a lot of money, and Carl had made a mistake. So I don't want to say he was perfect, but he had made this uh, mistake about copyright infringement. Mm-hmm. And the guy just went, yeah, you know what, I'm going to see if I can take this guy, if I can have a good punt at him and get him to write over a load of money. Which, by the way, when Carl was in his most panicked state, if the guy had said, you know, pay his 20 grand and uh, we'll call it a day, Carl would have done it. Yeah. Now, obviously there are, it's, uh, just because of those two stories, I don't want to say that every legal threat has got nothing behind it. You know, you could be in a position where you've done something wrong, right? Uh, yes. So I'm not saying take 
at face value, but I am saying be calm, be measured, get feedback from people, experienced business owners outside of yourself, right? So, so, so if, if I think about those two questions today, really, um, I, I could put them in, both in the same bucket called, it's always useful to get external perspective. Even if you don't agree with the advice, to get around smart business owners who know the kind of things that you do is valuable, right? Clearly, I am biased, but that doesn't mean it's not true. So, if you like these videos, there'll be links ar- uh, um, around this video uh, uh, on the page for this podcast. Get yourself along to one of our upcoming discovery days to learn more about our programs in depth or one of our upcoming events. So, get a, a mastermind experience, come along to one of our finance uh, trainings, uh, one of our skills uh, skills days. Get yourself along, fill in your BBM scorecard, uh, have us analyze your business a little bit, and we'd love to help you some more. Great, thank you. Questions, comments, all in the box below. And subscribe to this channel.